Howdy. This is uh, Corehammer with Philip Henshaw, the host. Noah, co-host. And Wooden Hardy, the director of Rotary Radio. All right, so uh, we're just going to get right into it today. And uh, for our news, we actually have some pretty interesting uh, topics. We have some new codexes coming out next year, uh, being that of the... Uh, Adeptus Custodes, the uh, personal guard to the Emperor, and the, um, what I believe are the Gene Stealer cults, the, uh, who worship the four armed Emperor. So, you know. Well, Who's that? It's a whole thing. So the Gene Stealers have their own cult, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Like, 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 we're, gonna, we're pretty much going to say this every time. It's a whole other topic for a whole other. So, uh, just to let you, let everybody uh, know of the previous codexes in ninth edition that have come out, there have been Necron, uh, Orcs, uh, Sisters of Battle, and uh, we have some uh, supplements for the Space Marine Codex that you know was the first one that came out. We have we had the uh, the Black Templars, which is the most recent one. We had uh, Space Wolves, Blood Angels, uh, Salamanders, and uh, I believe, I um, can't remember the last one. Yeah, scroll up. A Death Watch, that's what it was. So, and now on to those that don't know what codex codexes are. Codexes are the uh, the rule books for each faction that one plays. So, this is for tabletop, by the way, guys. Yeah. So they codexes uh, have a bit of lore, a bit of guides on how to paint and field your units, and uh, also the point values and what each specific unit does. Supplements are kind of a, uh, and codex supplements are essentially like just additions to pre-existing codexes. Most of them are going to be that of the, uh, uh, just the, uh, the space marines, basically. Because there's so many. Yeah, because they get all the love. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Games Workshop doesn't like giving any of the other units good stuff. What's that? Another Ultramarines update? Oh, oh boy. Yeah. It's not like the uh, the uh, Eldari haven't had model updates since the literal 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the Eldari? They they're, are they're space elves. Of, they're, they're kind of like the uh, like a, com- a combination between Eldar and what, Drukhari or something? No, that's specifically the space elves that are not with the Drukhari. Oh, okay. So, that's a whole nother topic, but... That's <laughs> like, that's like, that's like... Long story ugh. short, they literally have models on the website that have not been updated since Warhammer first had, uh, first started fielding them. Like, there wow. are literal models from like the 80s and the 90s in the shop, they, they still sell. 
This cannot be said Ridiculous. for most of the other uh, factions. Yeah. That is absolutely ridiculous, and Games Workshop needs to uh, be hung in the streets. Be better. Yeah, they just need to not suck. They, they, they do suck. Yeah, they do suck. And I know it's hard than being a British company to not be, you know, Oh, they're, Brit- British. they're British. British. <laughs> I, I swear the game's fun. Sucks to suck. All right, so. Get better teeth, Games Workshop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that basically sums up what codexes are. Would you like to add anything, Hardy? Uh, Salamanders are the best faction. Change my mind. Uh, you have a good pick. <laughs> I, have, I have a very good pick. I know. Besides, besides the Thousand Suns, because Mac. because the, uh, the space the giant space station monolith relic that they have is legit. Anyway, are you one of the people that think Magnus did nothing wrong? Who is Magnus? Oh, he's he's a Primarch. We are getting into that today. Yeah, we're getting into that. Mag- <laughs> Magnus did absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah. So segue into. Uh, yeah, let's, so we're, we're, we're still on episode one, but this is part two, explaining pretty much the introduction of right, Warhammer. So. That, that was just the news section that we were getting through. So, Great Crusade. Yay. Uh, this, at this point, the Emperor starts to uh, expand his... Uh, the Empire of Mankind... Uh, throughout the stars, he starts off slow by conquering the solar system. It's more. It's more about reuniting humanity at this point because the yeah. uh, the eye of terror has formed, and so all the warp storms around the galaxy have subsided, and it is now time to go and reunite humanity while also finding his lost sons. Yeah. So first thing he does that's not on Terra is uh is you know he makes the space marines for one. So that's cool. But does he make travel? Yes. Yeah. He makes travel, and the first thing he does is go to the cult Mechanicus yeah, which on Mars. And they're, they're, they're pretty cool, but they're also super weird. Yeah. So their faces look like if you had, like, uh, you, you have a PC, right? Yeah. How's your wire management? So uh, I personally actually keep really good wire management. I have, like, it routed through the back. And okay. This is what they look like. They look... Noah, for your reference. That's a regular unit. T- pull up a... That's a, that's a Skatari. Yeah. Pull up... Uh, go to Belisarius Call there. Right, right, uh, right over here? No, the top right. This guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this guy right here. They look like that most of the time. They, they look- Their faces <laughs> look like if someone had terrible cable management. Hmm. Imagine Terminator, but worse. Yeah. But worse. It, or, uh, or like the things from uh, what's the, the things from like the Matrix? Yeah, their whole thing mm-hmm. is uh, oh, the squid things. Yeah, they kind of yeah. look like that almost. Their whole thing is they believe that there is a machine god. There's some weird stuff going on Mars, man, and it's, it's something. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. What's the name of the machine god? Uh, they don't the know. The machine god. They don't. They don't know. But we're th- they, everyone thinks it's the empire. It's the emperor of mankind. They believe him to be the Omnissiah, which is like a like a machine god made mortal. I'm gonna put quotation yeah around we, mortal because they they always like praise the Omnissiah and everything. Like the Omnissiah is like the whole it's a it's a big thing in their culture. He is the the machine god made 
uh, flesh, basically. They believe that flesh is a weakness, and the more machine you are, the closer you are to the God. machine God. To the machine God. Because yeah. they believe that flesh is weak and uh, the machine is strong. And, and they also believe in guarding the technology of They don't think... Humanity. Yeah, they do not think... They also don't invent stuff, except your, if you're Belisarius Call, because, you know, he's a... He, he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. But, like, they believe that all knowledge is out there and they just need to find it. Okay. So... They, they really don't invent anything. It's more about the protection of technology at this point because... It's I mean, like because because in the forty k universe technology is so backwards, and it's not advancing at all for what they are, and it's just, just bad. But basically, anyway. think of them like uh, like IT. If they didn't invent anything, also if they were part of the Holy Catholic Church, <laughs> and incorporated those rituals into their uh, into their maintenance of everything. They believe that praying fixes stuff. So like they're they'll... basically machine cogs that are Catholic. Basically. Basically. But they... anyway, so the emperor goes to Mars. Yeah. And he says, hey, join the, uh, the, the Imperium of Man. And, he go, and they go, ha, you're funny. And then he's like, well, we got some pretty cool technology. And they're like, ooh. Mm-hmm. So that... Yeah, it says, it says like, they, the, the emperor despised their use of bionics and rigid adherence to organized religion as being against everything that he stood for. So long as they aided him in his mission to reunite humanity across the galaxy, they'd be able to still worship whatever they worshipped. Yeah, and they saw him as the Omnissiah, literally the machine god and made whole. Even though he's not a machine? Well, yeah, like it even says here, they saw the coming of the Omnissiah that had been prophe- prophesied by their faith. And in the treaty of in the treaty with the emperor, the Mechanicum of Mars pledged your support to the creation of a new imperium of man. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and it was pretty. It was pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So with that, the uh, they got some pretty. And this is cool where. Stuff. Oh, sorry. This is where their uh, emblem comes from: the double-headed Aquila, with the or the Aquilas they call it was the double-headed Willa. eagle. Yeah. And it's it symbolized Earth and Mars, which is pretty cool. A lot of and, people don't know that. Yeah, and uh, a lot of. And like they get giant robots and like tanks and stuff for the uh, the regular people. They get they, they get they get this is where the Imperium Man gets access to Titans. Yeah, and if you don't know what a Titan is, if you, if, imagine imagine if you if you guys have ever seen the movie Pacific Rim. If you haven't, go watch it. It's a great movie. Think that except a bit dumbed down, but weapons, firepower. Yeah. So the smallest Titans there are are known as Warhound Titans. And they literally, like, have, uh, they, like, dual-wield things that normally only tanks are able to wield. And then the biggest out of all of them are known as Emperor-class Titans, which literally have cathedrals on their back. With cannons on them. Yeah. Imagine if if your uh, local monastery got weaponized. Yeah, imagine... And set on top of a giant (laughs) robot. No, they are a monastery in themselves. (laughs) They are a weaponized uh, cathedral. They're a weaponized cathedral. But even even with these titans, (laughs) they're... But even with, like, these huge, massive weapons of war, they're almost, like, still not enough to, like, match things in the universe. So... Well, I'll just say that orcs have their own version of this, where they literally hobcobble, like... A bunch of stuff together, and they're called gargants. Gargants. Yeah, and 
they are able to combat this purely because the orcs think they can. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Tyranids who have bio-titans, which are... Well, they just have Carnifexes, which are just these huge, massive thing. Like, bio, it's, it's just pretty much... They, they collect enough biomass, they make these Carnifexes, which are bigger, badder Tyranids, and they're really hard to kill. Yeah, no, they, they legit... Like, the hive mind legit made a titan, uh, like a uh, being literally uh, able to uh, able to fight like warlord and emperor class titans. Yeah, like there's only drawings of it, but they're, they're look they're up uh, Tyranid Bio Titan. Tyranid Bio Titan. Yeah, for those of you who aren't listening, we're showing Noah stuff because yeah. he's never been a part it's, of 40k. Yeah. But these things are massive. They're yeah. huge. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't, that really that really doesn't do it justice. I wish they had a uh, yeah something that size could. comparison. Yeah, uh, it's okay though. But they, Wait, they go back up. There, that might uh, help. Oh yeah, here we go. That's a uh, that's, that's one Imperial of the smaller knight. titans, right? Yeah, it's a knight yeah. actually. So it's like a baby brother to a knight to mm-hmm. a titan. So it's that's 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 the size comparison. They're pretty big. Yeah, they uh, they look like really big bugs. They are. That's, that's what, what they are. Tyrant it is. But anyway, so. Uh, moving on, they get access to all these weapons of war, and they're now like the dominant force in the galaxy with the weapon, with the weapons of war that yeah. the Mechanicus has given them. And moving on, yep, they uh, the Emperor starts going and finding all of his uh, Primarchs in all the worlds. It doesn't and say it does not say what order he went in. Generally, uh, it's like they <coughs> are. Eh, it's kind of iffy on where they are. So Primarchs are basically, like, they're like mini emperors. Each of them have their own sort of, uh, sort of, like, bit of the emperor inside them. They're meant to represent certain parts of the emperor along with, like, different genetic code. Like, for instance, uh, Lehman Russ actually has a bit of, like, wolf, DNA in mm-hmm. in him and like uh I guess like uh what's his face? Um uh Sanguinius is like part vampire because th- that's a thing. Sanguinius is cool. Yeah. Uh he's not cool. But anyway, but anyway so, <coughs> th- so it lasts for about two hundred years. Yeah. And <laughs> They, they, the Emperor Mankind establishes the War Council, which is pretty much his 20 Primarchs, all of the uh, reconciled forces of man, and they go around and they fight back all, the, like, all of these uh, forces of evil, so like dic- human dictators, aliens, uh, chaos forces who have like, taken control over certain planets like from the Age of Strife, because you know, when you're connected, when you're uh, disconnected from your most, like, your central protection unit, like, it's going to be gone. But anyway, so they go and they, they reconquer everything for 200 years, and so, they eventually get to the point to where they are with the Imperium of Man, where everyone's reunited, so and everyone's all fine and dandy. If I could uh, just list off all the names of... The Primarchs? Yeah. You have uh, Perturabo, who is the, uh, I believe, the... Um, uh, he's the Primarch of the Iron Warriors. 
who rival the Imperial Fists in like their their uh, their siege capabilities and yeah. their, their uh, fortress building. Yeah. Uh, you have Lehman Russ, who's the Primarch of the Space, Space Wolves. Wolves. You have Magnus the Red, who's a uh, Primarch of the Thousand Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're all about keeping the, the intelligence and stuff. Yeah, they're all psychers. Yeah. You have uh, Rogel Dorn, Imperial Fist. Which is a really cool effect. Rogel Dorn's a really cool guy, by the way. Yeah, but he's also like... Psycho. I wouldn't say psycho, just kind of like... Mm. Mm. He Ma- takes everything literally. Magic pain glove. Please tell me what to do. Yeah. Ah! The glove has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he actually has a magic pain glove. It's real funny. Ferris Manus, who is the Primarch of the Iron Hands. Who we, we don't really talk about Ferris Manus. Because, like, the only uh, importance he has is with Fulgrim. That's he dies really early on. Yeah. Like, extremely early on. And leading into that, uh, Fulgrim is the uh, Emperor, is the... Emperor's uh, prim- children. Emperor's children. He's, he's which are Slaneshi Sol- worshippers. He he's disgusting. He's beautiful. And, like... He's a really cool. He's a really good duelist. You have Mortarian, uh, who is the primarch of the Death Guard. Death Guard, who are the uh, Nurgle Nurgleites. Guys, yeah. Lorgar, who is a butt, and also the primarch of the Word Bearers. We don't really talk about the. I mean, the Word Bearers are pretty cool, but still. Yeah, but Lorgar is kind of the reason that everything is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jagatai Khan, who, uh, as you can imagine, he's, is he's, Mongolian. He's really cool. Yeah, and, and he not likes a lot to is, go fast. Yeah, not a lot is said about the White Scars, but that's like in lore and out of lore, it kind of makes sense because the whole reason they there's not a lot about their battles or anything is because. They didn't really care about like the glory of battle. They just wanted to fight, and they 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 like to go um, fast. In the in the in the words of Rogel Dorn, and the Emperor of Mankind in the, in the text to speech device series, how fast he's like to go, fast. Yeah. How like how fast is fast? Very fast. <laughs> you have uh, <coughs> Lionel Johnson, who is uh, who is the uh, he's, he's a he's a warrior, yeah. pretty much. He think uh, old school knights and stuff, like knights of the round table. That's him. Yeah, he wears a classic helmet and everything. Dark angels, uh, Sanguinius. We already talked about him. Sanguinius is cool. Yeah, he's yeah, like everybody liked him. Mm-hmm. You had Horus, the uh, primarch of the Luna Wolves, and Later, the sons of Horus. Yeah, sons of Horus. Uh, Vulcan, uh, his I assume. Favorite. Yeah, but yeah, my my, my favorite because Vulcan lives. He's Who's primarch Vulcan? of the Salamanders. Oh God, we'll talk. He's black. Hey, hey, he he actually is black. Yeah. Like, let like me pull up a, I, let me pull up a picture. When I say black, <laughs> I don't mean like African American. I mean he is like the color black? black. He is the color black. Yeah. yeah. Like, like where is? Yeah, there he is, right there. Oh wow. He's like actually kind of. I mean, he's actually all. Like, uh, all of his sons are like. Regardless that. of who they are, turn a legit like black black like like look. It's because of it's because of the fire cult that they're a part of. They're an actual so they're a cult within a cult. So they're like coal black. Yes, yes. it's because of the rituals and stuff that they go through, and <laughs> also the uh, radiation. Yeah, also the radiation from their home world. But they're they're really weird. 
we'll talk about the salamanders later. Just know that they like fire. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, they like helping people. Conrad Kurz, who is a schizo. He's very creepy. Yeah. Mainly because he's a schizo. Pri- Primark of the Night Lords. Yeah, Primark of the Night Lords, who uh, are terrorists and wear people's skin. They're so weird. <laughs> so weird. Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. She's, she's fine. It's not like they tr- turn traitor or something like that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. They have Angron. Uh, I, he, he's a cool guy. He doesn't get angry very often. He's a, uh, he's a corn worshiper. Well, he, he isn't a corn worshiper. He, the world eaters are yeah. corn worshippers. They were actually known as the, uh, hounds or something like that before turning. Then you have Corvus Corax, who is Primarch of the Raven Guards, who is a sneaky boy. Wait, we're talking about Corvus Corax? Yeah. He's also, like, edgy. Yeah, like edgy, edgy. Like he spouts off Edgar Allan Poe, edgy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he's what uh, he he people think that he's the edgy one, even though uh, the I oh, shoot I forget the guy that who's the uh, uh, not Mortarian who's, who's Conrad Kurz. He thinks that he's edgy like Conrad Kurz, but Conrad Kurz is actually edgy. Yeah, he's he's edgier. But anyway, um, yeah. and now we have, and then we have the, um, there's not much known about either of these two, yeah. or if they're even two different people. Or if they're just one, or if it's like, just like, if they even are alive or not. It's Alpharius Omegon. Which are two people. It's or maybe two, they're not. Maybe, maybe, we don't know. Like, it could just be that the Legion is, like, keeping them, their names up. They, they I mean, it, they've never, no one's ever seen them. Like in their armor or anything. If you've ever, they they are literally tomfoolery incarnate. Like they will they like think about what what who or how they operate. They could be traitor or they could be loyalist. We don't know. Nobody. They're does. They're, they're a pair of identical twin brothers, one named Alpharus and the other a Megon. And they're small enough to be. Uh, they're like ridiculously small, and all their uh, marines are ridiculously big. Like comparably, they look like the size of most of their uh, space marines, like with their gene seed. So they could just like give their armor to their space marines, and they could like literally their whole thing is like I am Alpharius. That is their whole thing. Is that That's the any- whole legions thing? Yeah. They're all fairies. I mean, it's it's they're, I mean, they're, it's weird. The whole lore behind them is weird, and I like it. It's actually kind of cool. It is how like weird it is, and we don't know if they're like even like dead or alive. But anyway, so moving on from the time, moving on to the timeline, we're talking about our twenty prime marks here. Yeah. So, two hundred years, Great Crusade comes to an end, and the the Imperium of Man is now the end all be all of humanity. Yeah, they are or not or not humanity. They are they're the end all be all of civilization in the the, the galaxy. Everyone's the envious big of them. Boys, they are the ones that walk in the locker room and everybody turns and they're like, oh, he mm. has a Johnson. They they uh they step on literally every other civilization, including the Eldar and the orcs who and are the orcs who are literally bred for fighting. They get stepped on. Yeah, and it's all because of the twenty Primarchs and uh, the Emperor of Mankind. I mean. 
You, you have in the Space Marine legions. <coughs> these weren't these weren't chapters yet. These were legions, massive, <coughs> like millions of Space Marines in one legion. Super soldiers, literally equipped to survive anything. Yeah, and oh. and they're they're huge, and they can kill anything. And you got the prey marks who are even bigger. Yeah, who are almost immortal. They're almost like gods. Some of them are immortal. Yeah, and. Perpetuals because I mean this is this is like two hundred years and they're all still like young. How do they become uh, immortal? Just just uh, from the emperor imp- imp- mankind's gene seed. Yeah, he's got some good genes. He's got some very good DNA, very good genes, and how the space marines keep alive is also their Primarch's gene seed and the their uh, implants and stuff because they have like two hearts sometimes two hearts three lungs uh, a couple of other extra organs that help them it's a br- it's a brutal process not everyone survives yeah that's why they contract like eight year olds and stuff kind of like st- kind of like how, it's kind of similar to Spartans how they do it yeah like from oh, Halo, from Halo? Kinda, yeah kind of similar to Spartans not everyone survives the process yeah except like uh, most. People don't survive the process. But those but that do also. But they also don't kidnap children. They are. It's like seen as an honor, and they have recruiting worlds. It's seen as an honor to become a space marine initiate. Yeah, a lot of the uh, a lot of the worlds that are that recruit from a lot of them are from the uh, our home worlds of the of the Primarchs. Uh, each legion does it different. Like uh, the Night Lords, they. A lot of the time, they'll take the prisoners from from those worlds and turn them into space marines. The space, I think the space wolves have the most interesting and hardcore. Oh yeah, they, like <laughs> uh, space wolves are an album cover. They're like a Nordic uh, metal album cover. Basically. Every single, every single. If you've ever space seen space marine chapter, has it, it's like its own little cult, pretty much. Oh, the uh, but, blood but angels the, are oh, yeah. pretty cool. They They're literally cool. give them blood. And then leave them in a coffin for like three years or something like that, like an extreme amount of time. Let's put them in a coffin and leave them there. And so some of them just die. Sustain themselves off of blood. No, they give them like the gene seed of their Primark through blood, basically, because they're edgy like that. <laughs> and then put them in a coffin and then lock them away for an extended amount of time. And the space wolves, how they initiate you is they. Uh... They throw you into a after you've gone through all this training and stuff. They throw you into this portal they have. It's 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 borderline heresy, as borderline. everyone calls it, borderline. But they, they, they throw, are heretical. They throw you into this portal, and it takes you to Zinch. And Boys. pretty and, and pretty much, if you get a hard on, they'll kill you. That's what it is. Because they don't like psychers, but they have psychers, but they're like, not psychers. They're shaman. So what is Zinch? Zinch is the chaos guy we talked about last time, remember? Of change and progress and scheming. Oh, he, okay. he is, uh, he's what every uh, gamer on the internet thinks they are. He's like, if, uh, if like, he's like, this is when like they the say, I'm like the guy, joke. right? Yeah. Yeah. I he's the little about, me yeah. type of guy. So if they basically try to be smart, they kill him. Sure. Sure, but it's more about seeing if you're a psyker or not. Less about psyker and more about if you get a. But we can heart. talk. We can talk more about their whole ritual later. But yeah. anyway, so after the whole crusade and everything, humanity humanity is the end all be all civilization. Yeah. But 
something goes awry and someone's pants have gotten soiled and someone is angry. Yeah, someone uh, uh, found a sword and is... And the sword talked to him. Yeah. This being the Emperor's favorite son, who Horus. is Horus. Horus Lupercal, Primarch of the uh, Luna Wolves, now uh, being called Sons of Horus. The current war master, because the Emperor had to go do some uh, big boy... Emperor things. Yeah, he, he had to do, do Emperor things. Your daddy has to go do Emperor stuff. Which uh, we found out later was building the webway. Which uh, Magnus kind of messed up, but mm-hmm. it was not exactly like it wasn't like through malice. But but anyway, the emperor left to go build the webway, or we don't know that yet. But we know that later we figure out later on that he's building humanity a webway so that humanity can become even more the end all be all civilization. So, but he goes away. Yeah, and Horus is left wondering. Anyway, Philip, go ahead. Yeah, and then the uh, entirety of chaos is like. Like just trying to throw you away. Like what? They, it's like some, uh, some. They put some ideas in in their heads that it's not exactly uh, good what the emperor is doing, and that maybe it'd be better if you went on and uh, did his own thing. Yeah, you know, for the good of humanity. You know, we'll help you out, buddy. Just you just gotta listen to us. And little did he know, these were demons. These were uh, the ruinous powers, the uh, literally chaos undivided. As the um, Solnesh has has finally made his united chaos. Yeah, and this and has decided. You know what? Y'all haven't done anything in year in millennia. How about we have some fun? And this was the fun that they thought would be hilarious. They thought it was it's the sickest joke in all of history. Yeah, and it's quite funny to them. I don't think Corn was too into it, just because he was like, "Let's just like kill the emperor outright." Like, I don't see what the problem with that is. But I'm sure. But, but Corn didn't understand. You just, you just can't like. He can go toe to toe with the with the chaos gods themselves. Yeah, but you know, uh, I'm sure uh, Zeech really liked the plan, and was seeding some uh, doubts in almost all the uh, traitor primarchs at that point. Mm. So so anyway, but I don't really. It does, I didn't even say here. Like I'm not too sure how it happened. Besides, like chaos talking to Horus. I know. They and then, to him. well, it was a it was a mix of like previous stuff because a lot of the uh, traitor primarchs had some bad beef with the uh, emperor the lo- himself and with the loyalists. Yeah, uh, you know, Mortarian, the emperor kind of like took his revenge from him. Uh, Conrad Kurz was just like he was just Conrad. not yeah he was not doing well all around he mm-hmm. uh, I think he bit off like uh, uh, Rogel Dorn's like Man. ear ear yeah oh Jesus or something like that yeah okay yeah so he was he was not okay uh, Angron very angry because uh, the uh, the Emperor basically left all his uh, battle brothers to die and didn't like his legion and also had the butcher's nails which are bad news what is the butcher's nails basically they're like uh these tubes and pipes and stuff that go into your head that block all 
all emotions except for rage and anger and wanting to kill stuff. And if you're not doing that at that moment, you feel nothing and are just kind of like mopey, sulking. And it hurts to not be angry at something. Hmm. So and, and, and that's that's already a gateway for the ruinous powers to come in. Yeah, and if you feed, uh, off, if you feed off one emotion. Yeah, and uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Fulgrim also found a cursed sword. Well, Fulgrim just thought he was the end all be all of all the Primarchs. That, but he also found he legit became a meat suit, where mm-hmm. he found a cursed sword with a demon in it that told him to. Go stab things. It'll be funny, I swear. It'll be, it's a good joke. Everyone will laugh. Yeah, it's, it's funny. But anyway, so Hor- Horus decided, you know, um, if the Emperor isn't going to run this Imperium properly, I am. And I'm going to do it right. Yeah. And But but eventually it turns more into him oh. siding with chaos than... Also, so basically him just slaughtering things. Yeah. Also, Lorgar was a part of that. And the reason being, the Emperor didn't like the fact that he was worshipping him as a god, even though like he basically put out the aura of him being a god the whole time. Yeah, like, like I, I am totally the god that, I am the best god that's not a god to ever exist. Yeah, and then he started worshipping him, and like he presented, he's like, look at all these worlds I conquered for you, uh, Daddy. Mr. Daddy God, sir. And he's like, no. And then burned down all the world, like, almost He burned all. down all the worlds? He basically, he destroyed, like... I didn't know that. Oh, my no, God. Yeah, legit. He uh, basically, like, the big world that he presented to his dad, which was, like, the peak of all his worlds, he brought in, like, the other uh, legions. I think the Ultramarines. It was the Ultramarines. He brought in the Ultramarines to... Uh, we didn't talk about their Robo Gillyman, Robo Girlyman, Robo Girlyman. He brought the uh, the Ultramarines to basically destroy that world, which was like a utopia of like religious practice. And he's like, no religion, bad. Even though and it's, and it's because the Emperor of Mankind, when he formed the Imperial of Man, formed the uh, Imperial Creed, right? Yeah. Which pretty much, which pretty much no, says the Imperial Truth. The Imperial Truth, which pretty much means that uh, it says. As we should, I think we should follow it today. Uh, religion is bad; it makes good people do bad things. Yeah, and I am not a god, but I'm also a god. But don't worship me as a god; I'm not a god. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that in the metaphorical sense, not in a little sense. Yeah, right. And when religion is bad; it makes good people do bad things. You should only worship me, but don't worship me because I'm not a god. He was—he anyway. wasn't exactly the best when it came to that. When it came to explaining. Yeah, he he was more meathead than he was brains, but it's okay. He's, I mean, he's still very intelligent. <laughs> he's the emperor. He had several uh, screws loose. Yeah, he wasn't exactly you know, the best, which is why there are no good guys in forty k. There really are no good guys. Yeah, except for maybe the Tao, and even then, even the then communists. they're 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 space weeaboos. Yeah, they're communists. <laughs> so whatever. Anyway, so moving on to the actual Horus Heresy, there's so much that happens here. This is the bulk of the lore, and I don't know if we'll be able to do it. We might need to do an entire separate like episode on episode it. on the Horus Heresy alone because it leads to so much and it explains so much that happens. The, uh, in the universe. yeah, the uh, what was it? The drop. This massacre. is this is pretty much where the whole galaxy goes in the nonstop war. Huh. This is pretty much where it starts. So he's like the linchpin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, long story short. 
some uh, battles happen. Uh, the, 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 uh, Terra gets invaded. Yeah. Um, demons on Terra, uh, like actual demons. Pertuabo says, we're losing. I'm leaving because I'm actually putting in effort and is a, a petulant man-child the He's a time. very petulant man-child, and, and he, Daddy Rogel's like, yeah. Yeah, get it, get it, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and then he builds a maze out of spite. Anyway, that, that's later though, right? Eh, it's uh, within the heresy. But anyway, so and then also uh, the emperor sends the space wolves, the literally the people that hate psychers, to go get Magnus for accidentally opening a uh, try by because he did some some psyker stuff and accidentally um, opened a uh, like a rip in the uh, webway that the Emperor was trying to make mm-hmm. so he could warn uh, Daddy uh, Big E Big about, e. yeah, Big E about uh, Horace's betrayal. That didn't work out well. Kind of led uh, demons into the uh, Imperial palace. palace. Yeah. So he went, he sent the uh, Space Wolves to go uh, catch him and at this point Hor- uh, they didn't know that Horace was traitor and he said hey uh, the emperor actually said to go kill Magnus and uh, Lehman Russ was like I'm down let's go kill this uh, psychic mm-hmm. let's, go, let's go kill Magnus who uh, is really really shouldn't have been a traitor in the first place no he was probably like one of the most loyal and then like the only reason he's traitor is because he legit like got tricked by Zeech and was like, it was all circumstance. Hmm. It really, I mean, it really was all circumstance. He was probably. Uh, besides, His story's tragic. Yeah, this is why people say Magnus did nothing wrong. His story's tragic. But anyway, so some battles happen. There, the the legions split up, and you know it's pretty much half and half between the primarchs, ten loyalists, and the uh, traitors. And the traitors. Which is probably a better than just saying chaos, because like a good chunk of them are not chaos. They they just want they just wanted to a different rule of the Imperium. Yeah, like the uh, uh, Night Lords, uh, Iron Warriors. A lot of those guys are they're not really chaos. They're more traitor than anything. And that's why like we emphasize like traitor legions and stuff. <coughs> but they're anyway so. This this, what's crazy about the Horus Heresy is that the whole thing lasted only for seven years. Yeah, that's the crazy part. So stuff happens, battle happens, and then it all ends with the final siege of Terra, where uh, Horus legit like lowers his warp shields and says, "Come at me, bro," and Big E's like, "That's it, Daddy's um, home. Daddy's <laughs> angry, and he's got his belt." He's gonna come whip the crap out of Horus. So at this point, um, several so uh, Ferris Manus has died because uh, Fulgrim chopped his head off in a duel, and that was tragic because they were good friends, like legit good friends. And Ferris was kind of cool, but he was also like a meathead. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I mean, I'm still shocked that like Fulgrim was able to chop his head off because Ferris is such a meathead. Well. Ferris was less of a meathead. He actually actually was probably closer to being like uh, thinking what the mechanicus was. Mm-hmm. 
He was pretty dang smart in <coughs> that case, but it's got to be, it's, they got to have some tragedy in there. So, mm-hmm. like, they were friends. Someone's got to die. Yeah. And then later on, um, Sanguinius uh, goes to the, during this is so during the fi- so during the final battle, what Philip's about to say. Sorry, Philip, I hate to cut you off here, because yeah. this is really I want to talk about this. So during the final battle on the on the Vengeful Spirit on the Battle Barge Vengeful Spirit. Oh, also Engron becomes a greater demon of corn through Lorgar's bull. Yeah, bull crap. Anyway, so fighting a uh, rowboat girly man. And so he they're 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 on the Vengeful Spirit. I think it's. Just the Emperor, Mankind, and Sanguinius, right? Uh, also Rogodorn. Yeah, Rogodorn. And, well, Big E thinks that he can fight uh, Horus one-on-one, but Horus has some trickery up his sleeve. What? So, it's less that and more that he's like, he hasn't turned yet. I can talk some sense into his, uh, into this dummy. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to go try and get him to not be stupid. And Sanguinius thinks this as well. So he goes to the ship first, which is important to note because he uh, goes there and then proceeds to uh, basically say, Horace, you got to stop this. You're making daddy angry. And he's like... And you're making things worse. (laughs) Yeah. He's like... You don't understand. There's there's stuff about like he there, he's not telling us everything. He pre- he pretty much pulls a Darth Vader and he says, like you can rule the galaxy with me. Yeah, and like, then at this point, and Sanguinius is like, I can't. I'm sorry. Like I love you as a brother because we are brothers. Because everybody loves Sanguinius. Sanguinius, besides Horus being the favorite son of the Emperor, Sanguinius Sanguinius was is definitely the second favorite. He is. End all be all, one of the greatest like primarchs out of them all, and that's why when Horus strikes him down, strikes him down, and not only strikes him down, but then proceeds to revel in uh, ending his life. The Emperor finally sees that his son is no longer there and is merely a puppet of chaos undivided. So. He uh, gets there's we a, don't we don't know the full details of the battle, but all we know is that it involved a lot of psychic power. Yeah. Also, uh, there was a uh, at the very edge of it all. No, it wasn't that. It was uh, sorry. So he kills. It's the, really ha- it gets really hazy, y'all, when we're talking about yeah, this. Yeah. Sorry. It, it's a yeah. big thing. So basically, he kills Sanguinius, and that's bad. He doesn't revel in it quite, but he's like. So the Emperor is holding back the whole time, trying to, you know, just basically knock his son unconscious because he knows that it's bad. And he, uh, Horus is going all out trying to end the Emperor. And right at the last moment where the uh, Emperor literally, like, is down on his knees, like, trying to get his son to stop doing this, uh, a lone guardsman uh, steps in between the... Uh, it, it varies from account to account, whoever you ask. Space Marines will say it's a Space Marine. Custodians will say it's that. But guardsmen, no. It was a lone guardsman who had... Like just a regular human, dude. Yeah, a balls of adamantium. Imagine, imagine you, Noah. Yeah, literally you standing between two giants, literally <laughs> looking at each other, going... And he says, stop. You can't do it. 
Don't. Literally, like some random guy just with a, a Laz pistol just looking at, uh, looking at Horace, who at this point is not exactly the most approachable guy considering he's kind of infected with chaos. And kind, kind of a jerk. Yeah. Horace strikes him down. Not only that, he strikes him down and revels in the death of this uh, lone human. At that point, the Emperor realizes, this is not my son. I cannot save him. The best thing for me and to he, do now does. is to literally blast him uh, with a psychic blast so powerful that uh, he... It wipes his soul from the board. Yeah. It basically, like, it alt-bleats his soul. So he can't, so he can't come back from he the board. He can't come back. Never. He gets rid of his soul. He pretty much, he pretty much just like takes Horace and like just deletes him. Yeah, he spirit bombs him out of existence. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like how much, how much, how but you know. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, we're trying to repeat. We keep repeating this, but we're trying to get to like the magnitude of how hard he literally says, "No, be gone, thought." <laughs> it's 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 pretty it's pretty big, like how. I mean, even it says like here it says his awesome psychic power it obliterates him. Yeah. Just obliterates Horace. You're like, oh, cool. So at this point, he <laughs> is like just completely. And the whole rogled, and yeah. the whole siege falls apart. Yeah. Also, Perturabo has left at this point because his team was losing, and he thought it was. <laughs> he's, a, he's a man child, and he decides to go build a fortress. Yeah. I'm gonna build my own fortress with blackjack, <laughs> the blackjacks, and all that. You know. And well, yeah. and so the chaos, the chaos forces leave. It's also thought that this may have uh, attracted the hive. Yeah. So they. So basically, uh, there's this thing called the Golden Throne, which was meant to be like a lighthouse or like a basic the astronomicon. Yeah, an astronomicon, which is kind of meant to be. It's the, it's what it is. Is the emperor guiding. In humanity's uh, ships through the warp. Yeah. So, and he's kind of meant for Magnus a little bit because he was like the psychic part of the Emperor. So the Emperor, like, Rogaldorn then puts him on the uh, Golden Throne, which is now the world's worst, uh, like, form of... Cather. Or like whatever. Or not uh, Life support. Yeah, life support. World's worst life support. Because now they have to sacrifice... A thousand uh, psychers a day to him. I thought it was like a thousand souls or something. A thousand psyker souls. Psyker souls, Jesus. Yeah. That's why the black ships are a thing. Jesus Christ. That's, yeah, that's it's, messed it's, up. It is. It's it's fine. Don't worry. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Shh, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't, wor- don't worry about it. <laughs> so, but it's it's thought that this, the immense psychic power from the battles drew... The high fleets and they yeah. started coming. To so rank. basically, after this, this uh, was like ten. This was um, this was ten millennia ago to current age. Yeah, Warhammer though. After so. this, stuff happens. Uh, the uh, Primarchs, the traitor Primarchs that were like the loyalist Primarchs, basically fight the traitor Primarchs back to the Eye of Terror, and they go into the warp and just chill there. They actually like, like they beat back, like actually. Downtown beat down the, like the the traitor legions. You can't yeah. even like emphasize like how like Rogodorn literally rounded up his boys and was like, "Yo, let's go beat some people up." And Rogodorn let and his, us go. 
Yeah, but he, he but as calm. as he said, his uh, his normal calm after he watched his dad get almost murdered had been yeah. compromised. He's angry, and in his compromised uh, calm, he went and murdered, also murdered a lot. Murdered Sigis- a lot. <laughs> also, Sigismund is a thing who is the current uh, emperor's, uh, emperor's champion. Wait, who? Sigismund. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, he, literally he's... the right-hand man of Volodorn. We'll get into Anger, that when Anger, we talk. Angry. Yeah. He, he was literally able to fight Karn, who was, like, the best duelist in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And was, like, the only reason he lost to Karn was because Karn, like, pulled some underhanded crap against him. But anyway, so after that, I mean, we we go into what's called the Great Scouring, <coughs> which pretty much is just it's pretty much everything the Emperor had worked so hard for had crumbled. Yeah, his dream of a united humanity, united like legion, like Space Marine legions, had just completely crumbled and everything. Yeah, and and the, pers- the forces of chaos have been big back to the warp. They're they're stuck in the Eye of Terror. And, you know, it kind of goes into a stalemate between the two. Yeah, so uh, Robot Girly Man then proposes that legions should not be a thing because uh, they hold, like, one legion can hold too much power, and or if it, it turns it, traitor, then it can easily become a problem. Yeah. And so what, <laughs> Ro- what Robo Gr- what Robo Gilliman had proposed was so that this was this was during the second founding, which a lot of people hate, including me. Yeah, I hate the second founding because it's stupid and dumb. But it does give us Black Templars, and a lot of the cooler uh, chapters are people that don't exactly follow the Codex Astartes. But it what what's really what really people don't like about it is how it so he, the going going to the beginning of it before we can really explain the effects of it. Robo Gilliman proposed the Codex, Codex Astartes. Robo Dorn didn't like it. Uh, freaking. There yeah, are where's a the, lot where's of. The, where's the, where's the, who, yeah, like, Robo Dorn didn't like it. Freaking, what's his name? Uh, oh, gosh, there's not a lot. Uh, yeah, well, I just know Robo Dorn didn't like it. Lehman Russ didn't like it. Yeah. Most, most of his brothers didn't really like it. Yeah. But a uh, bit, a after bit, they came around to it because they're like, Fine. Eventually, well, how each Primarch had to come around in their own ways. I only know how Rogel Dorn came around, which was he, uh, Perturabo challenged him he to. He went into an angry siege and went and fought Perturabo. Yeah, and Perturabo built this uh, fortress, and even he didn't know how to get out of this one. Yeah. Apparently. Like, even I don't know how to get out of this one. Help, please. Yeah, this like, please, like, please actually help. I don't know how to get out of it. And I'm so, trapped. And so they go. And so he decide he he decides you know what, if I'm going to show my sons and if I'm going to show myself the good of the Codex Astartes, I guess I'll go fight Perturabo. And he and uh, how the battle go? You um you ask terribly, terribly, like because awful. Because Angron was also <laughs> there in a maze, and he was a he's like a greater demon of Corn now. Mm-hmm. He was per- permanently angry. And per- and Perturabo uh, is just a man child. And so, Logar. Yeah. So Logar. Uh, this comes later after the second founding, but it's just uh, Logar is currently in a like at this point is currently in like a giant tower, being stalked by Corvus Corax, 
who is uh, Demon Bird. And it's he says it's because like it's of his own free volition, but it's mainly because he's afraid that he's gonna get uh, gonna get like his face bashed in because uh, Corvus Corax, who is currently a demon bird, is gonna wreck his his stuff, which is hilarious. He, he, I mean, he's he's Corvus Corax is a loyalist, by the way. He's yeah, not. He just like got warp stuff. Yeah, he got warp stuff, but yeah, but it's it's fine. It's fine. Shh, don't talk about. It. We don't talk about that. It's fine. Anyway, but so during so during the siege after he re, after how horribly it went, um, uh, Jagatai Khan went to go fight the Dark Eldar. Thank Philip. You're not gonna let me finish. Sorry. Okay, so after re, I mean, I'll let you. We'll we'll talk about the other ones, but. Orgo Doran came around to the Kozak Stardews after this battle because of how egregious his losses were, and his sons had realized that too. I guess splitting up into ten different legions or chapters would be much better than suffering millions of egregious losses. And so Orgo Doran read it, gave it a three and a half out of five. It was okay review on the Kozak Stardews. Yeah, so split his legion up. And an interesting thing, he actually put in a thing that if stuff ever got so bad that like uh they were they were suffering egregious losses everywhere he put in a uh contingency plan that at that point he would uh allow he would then say uh let's let's uh band let's get the band uh, together. imperial fists back together the imperial fists are still like a thing but they're a smaller chapter yeah uh-huh. So yeah, Imperial Fists, Crimson Fists, and the Black Templars, who are all the angry boys. Anyway, so the Codex Stories happens, um, and the Age of Imperium starts, yeah. which is pretty much our current timeline. Yeah, and, and then, there is a lot of crap in this one. Yeah, that's where it becomes less like a uh, peak of scientific and like military might and, and knowledge. More zealotous. It becomes more, and it turns. So this is where the Imperium turns more into uh, a cult. A, yeah, a church state of like, uh, literal galaxy-wide. Like, uh, imagine the Spanish Inquisition, but worse. Yeah, which and is across like, the entire galaxy. Yeah. So, and then you have these things called Inquisitors who have, who have enough power to literally exterminate an entire planet. Anyway, so what, what really happened was with the Emperor gone and the centralization of power split up, it, I mean, it's still Terra. Terra is still in charge of everything, but it becomes more of, of a bureaucratic state at this point. Yeah, it's bureaucratic and, and stupid. And it's really stupid, but, it's re- but there's still like a lot of loopholes and stuff where it's really easy for one person to come across so much power because it's a church. It's starting to slowly turn into a church state. Yeah. And, and a then, lot of these offices in like uh, depart- departmentum start getting created that shouldn't have been in the first place and starts going across. Uh, like, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff in the uh, Age of Imperium. Van Dyer. Age of Imperium. Yeah, G-O-G-E Van Dyer, the most evil sounding name you'll ever hear. Goge <laughs> Van Dyer. So... We'll, talk, we'll, hit them, we'll hit some of the major points. They, the Age of uh, Apostasy. That's which, when, that's the point where everybody's like. It, yeah, this is where, so the age of apostasy is when stuff really starts to go downhill. This is almost six millennia later after, like, 
kind of like the fall of Rome. Like stuff starts to get worse and worse. It, it starts to get more bureaucratic. It's less about the Roman Empire and it's the Holy Roman Empire. It's basically what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's really. I mean, there's there's so much here. You have to go and read it for yourself if you're not too familiar with some of the history behind it. But this is one of the bigger points because we're not here to talk about. Okay. We're not here to talk about really small stuff yet. That's later. So let me. So let's talk happened. about the age of apostasy. Let me Go talk ahead. about all the primarchs that what they're doing after. Uh, like this is right before the apostasy, right? Yeah, this is okay. Like, okay, so uh, Jagatai Khan went to go get some dark Eldar booty in the webway uh, because um, uh, he became so angry. Yeah, and he wanted he and he wanted to, uh, and I quote, show those knife eared b words how to go fast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then you had uh, Vulcan, who thought, let's play uh, nuclear fusion with this orc. And <laughs> it, didn't go so, it didn't go quite so well. Yeah. So well. And he's a perpetual, which means he shouldn't be able to die. So we're waiting for the day that he comes back. I mean, so, what he's, so Vulcan's going to come back when the salamanders are done playing hide-and-seek with all of the artifacts that Vulcan hit around the galaxy. Yeah. We are also pretty convinced that Vulcan is now part orc. Yeah, which well, is not bad, but I think you no, know, like we they actually think that Vulcan now has Gork, and in, uh, infused in him, which is a is an orc god. Yeah, or Mork. Who knows? Or Mork. Who knows? All we know is that he has angry outbursts. He's either brutally then. cunning or cunningly brutal. But he so Vulcan decides after this whole nuclear thing, he decides you know I will come back when my sons. Learn the power of friendship and bonding, and they all find my artifacts that I've hidden across the galaxy, so they pretty much just play hide-and-seek. Uh, Lionel Johnson is literally just asleep. Literally just asleep. Yeah, he's just... He's take, literally he, asleep. He's taking a nap. He, he needs to take five. It's fine. <laughs> he, he is literally just asleep, asleep, and it's okay. Rogo Dorn is just missing. Yeah. You don't know where he went. His hand fell off. Yeah, but after after, okay. after he was in the uh, Space Hulk. Yeah, he had a pain glove on, but... Uh, the pain glove literally fell off. Yeah. And he said, your services are no longer required. And he <laughs> left. And we so, know, we now, know so now it's a ritual, I think, with either the Crimson or the Imperial Fist that they literally etch their name <laughs> in his hand. <clears throat> yeah, it's the Imperial like, Fist literally have his hand in a, in the, uh, the Fortress Monastery. Uh, God, what's the Fortress... Fortress... Monastery, uh, freaking god, phalanx is the, the phalanx or the phalanx. But as I said, the uh, Corvus Corax is currently bullying Lorgar as a, a demon bird. Varys mm-hmm. Manus is just dead, he's dead. He uh, he's a whole head shorter, <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's dead. Um, Vulcan, like you said, he's just he's asleep. sleeping. Oh, oh, Lehman Russ. Lehman Russ. He uh, he said, screw this, and went into the warp. So now he's... he's all, we, all we know is that he's doing yeah, he's, Lehman things. He's doing uh, he's doing hot guy stuff yeah, in he's the doing, warp. Sanguinius is just dead. Yeah. He dead might, AF. He might come back as like a soul through this Sanguinar or something like that. All we, all we know is that you can only see him when you eat orc spores. Yeah. Which is weird. Through the flesh eaters, because that's a thing. That, that's a thing. Anyway, so that's the, that's what the prime. That's what the silly primarchs are up to. Uh, Rowboat girly man kind of died. Kind of. We don't. Be, he's on life support. Yeah, he's on current li- currently on life support. And whenever the emperor rock. comes back, he's going to I'm make them pull the plug on him. 
That's what, that's what we know. We'll get to the, like why he because he does kind of return, but it's it's it's, it's okay. It's hazy. Anyway, so it's a later on. Move, moving on to the G O G E G O G Van Dyer. So literally the evilest name ever. So at this point, it's the 36th millennium. The current time in the current uh. Time is the 42nd millennium. Also, the Imperial uh, Guard and the Imperial Navy are separate forces. Yeah, now they're, they're separate. They're, they used they were the Astra Militarum altogether, but now it's just the Astra Militarum and the uh, Astra something. I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know what the Navy is. But anyway, so the, Astra Navy. the, te- the technology had, has started. The, a lot of the technology that they stagnated. had been. Yeah, it's kind of stagnated, and it's, going, it's more backwards at this point. And it's we're in a stage of bureaucracy that's so bad it's and terrible. It's just it's just literally. Awful. Uh, there are I'll just say if you get in trouble, there are probably there are four hundred and twenty two laws you probably could have broken. Yeah, and uh, it's going through the court system just to be called guilty takes literal generations. So you could just be like some farmer working on like an agri world and then immediately get taken in like you were found guilty. I'm like, what? Is like, oh, sorry, your great 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 grandfather was uh, was found guilty. Now die, bang. Yeah, of and, and but and so it's just it's just crazy stuff like that going on. And the age of apostasy was the last nail in the coffin for whatever the Imperium used to be. Yeah, because what, or what the Emperor wanted. G O G Van Dyer. he was a high lord of Terra, he and was, he's insane. Yeah. He uh, got a little too busy. Um, Looking at wiki feet images. <coughs> yep, pretty, pretty, pretty much. And he decided, you know what? He also this made... whole religion thing hasn't gone far enough. Yeah, it, he he literally glassed planets because they didn't like uh, make an entire parade for his surprise visit. He thought that he was the uh, emperor incarnate. Yeah, end all be all. And this is where, and this is kind of how the imperial cult formed. Yeah, and after that, they saw him as a, uh, a heretic at some point, and uh, his the, his personal guard, who were all females, the uh, Adeptus Sororitas. Which is weird. Yeah. That's it's creepy, bro. Well, yeah, because <laughs> he, creepy. Was a, he was a creepy guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, Brides of the Emperor right there. Uh-huh, as his personal bodyguards. Yeah. They literally said, nah, you, uh, you're a little her- heretical there, bro. And he was like, Fine, whatever. And they killed him. Yeah. But how how they figured out how they figured that he was heretical was uh it literally took the the captain of the what was the captain general of the, of the, the custodies. Uh, yeah, be like, hey, this is the emperor. He's not. He's being gay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh and go and the girls realize, huh? Cool. And they go and kill Goj Van Dyer. Yeah. And go and Goj Van Dyer's last words were I don't have time to die. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. And he dies. Yeah. So, it, uh, God, what's this plague of unbelief? Jesus. I did not, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, that's... That's uh, after he dies. I guess. <coughs> so, stuff happens. Nurgle, uh... Unleashes the zombie plague. Yeah. So, this was the last major event before, uh... All, uh, the, all I, this stuff is kind of... Like, current... Current. So this was the last. That was the last major event before we get to the forty second millennium, yeah. which is current time. And Are you sure uh, we, we have we have the tower that come up. We have the waning. All this ridiculous yeah, and stuff. And uh, Abaddon the Despoiler with his thirteen Black Crusades, which almost all fail. 
with, except for the last one, kind of. Mm-hmm. So there's there's also, a bunch of a bunch of silly things <laughs> yeah. happen. A little bit Ro- of trolling goes Robo on. Robo Girly Man is back. He is the current uh, head of the Imperium now, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the he hates head. everything. And now what's uh, pull what? up the image of the uh, like I think it's like Chris uh, his ship. Girly Man. His ship or no? Pull up uh, Robote Girly Man. Robo Girly. <laughs> Robo Girly Man. Yeah, here we go. Uh, if you that, that kind of looks like him. Yeah, if you can find the uh, picture of him, it's hilarious. Like because, what? Uh, like, hold up. Robote. Yeah, Gilliman. I know how to spell his name. Yeah. I, I I'm a nerd like that. I can spell his name. So uh, let's see. If you can find his like christening or something. His christening. Like. Yeah, Chris. Oh, yeah, his christening's hilarious. Yeah, I love that picture. He's <laughs> literally sitting there like, mm. <laughs> where's it at? Oh, look, uh, look up uh, christening. It's 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 a f- really funny picture. Because he, he looks at? so ticked off. Uh, I don't know if it's a like. It may be in the wiki. Where is it? Where is it? There oh, yeah, is. yeah, there it is. There he it is. He literally he looks so angry. Like. Belisarius Call is right there, and like uh, the immortal saint uh, Celestine, who is literally a greater demon of the Imperium. He's looking at her. He's like, "You should not be alive. You are her- heretical." There's just a lot of stuff going he, on, man. He looks so angry. But the, but also, the, and Necrons. Yeah, but the crazy. So before the forty second really happens, we have probably the worst thing to have happened to the galaxy. Uh, so that could that could that could have happened. Yeah, the Necrons are back. Also, Tyranids are here. So you let's start with the Necrons getting back, and then we'll get to the Tyranids. Yeah. So the right as the forty second, the forty first millennium came around, and as it started coming towards an end, the Necrons decided. I don't know who like what kind of weird exca- Like I don't know what. Skatari. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know what Skatari messed up somewhere. They be- pressed some buttons that were not meant to be pressed. And the and the Necrons were like, "Ooh, time to wake up! Time to wake up!" And they saw that the the universe was nice, plump, yeah. and juicy. Yeah, and, and ready for the taking because the the Eldar are currently dying, uh, and this new species, the uh, mankind, they're not doing so hot. So let's take over this. And the orcs are just doing orc things. Yeah, they're doing they're doing uh, hot orc stuff, and just just some other. Which things. is basically playing uh, face eater with face eater squigs, where you have to eat the squig before it eats your face. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's just that's the thing. It's just crazy stuff. So the uh, they come back, and a lot of imperial worlds are that, yeah that were our like, Necron tomb worlds. Like, yeah, were Necron tomb worlds, and it causes a massive bloodbath across the galaxy. Yeah. On all, like for all species. Yeah. So and then after this, the uh, Silent King comes back, not because everybody's waking up, but because he sees the Tyranids coming. I don't, we don't know how he sees the Tyranids. No, coming. he was in between the voids of space, so he saw them coming. So he was like outside the galaxy for a little bit. Then he's like, "Oh shoot, those things are scary. I gotta go warn everybody about this." So mm-hmm. the Tyranids uh, show up. Uh, and here's the thing about the Tyranids. The first sighting, uh, High Fleet Behemoth, literally... Behemoth, as they call it. Yeah. Behemoth. Yeah. But we call it Behemoth. Yeah. They vibe check the Ultramarines. Literally, they they literally go to to Macrog. Yeah, vibe check uh, the Ultramarines, who literally have plot armor. 
like actual plot armor and they get vibe checked. Yeah. And like the the leader of the uh Ultramarines, what's his name? Oh gosh, uh the leader chapter of Ultramarines. He's really cool. Chapter Master? No, Chapter Master of the Ultramarine. He's he's really funny. Yeah. I love him. Uh is Calgar. Yeah. He uh <laughs> he gets both his arms chopped off and by both the, his legs. Not both his legs, just, oh, just arms. arms. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets uh he gets uh black knighted from uh Yeah. From that and from, from that from that movie. We, by, yeah, we all know. Money Python. He gets Monty Python. Yeah. By the uh hive tyrant, who's a special boy. The, the the hive tyrant literally goes up to him, chops out both his arms, refuses to elaborate further and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh then they Marnie Marnius call it a draw. Also, the uh Inquisitor of the Order Ordo Xenos, who finds the Tyranids, uh, decides it's better off to start exterminating planets that the Tyranids are heading to than to fight them off. This, like, that, immediately. And this is, this is, a, uh, which the, is the leader of, and this guy is the leader of the Death Watch. Yeah, which, weirdly enough, actually, like, now that ty- the Tyranids are here and are doing what they do, might have not been such a bad idea. It might not have been. Yeah, but the Macrog, but the Ultramarines refused to blow up Macrog for very obvious reasons. Because uh, Daddy Girl, Girly Man, is still on there, and so they make this big stand against High Fleet Behemoth. And fighting off a High Fleet is not an easy feat. Yeah, at all. It's like and eventually, it's like trying. It's like trying to fight in millions of locusts. They are swarming towards you. Yeah, that all bite you. Tremendously. And some of them are like bigger locusts that like also spit acid that have smaller. Locusts some of them are even bigger who will chop you up, then spit 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 acid at your at your buddies, you know? Yeah. They're they crazy l- stuff. Yeah, so <coughs> Yeah, die yeah, die, Philip, die. Sorry, Nurgles. Uh yeah, hope you fall over. Yeah. So basically that happens and uh more high fleets come. But they don't come from the same direction that High Fleet uh, Behemoth comes from. They come from different directions of the galaxy. Where do they come from? So, like, so let's say there's... Uh, they come from, like, the eastern edge. Yeah, I, eastern comes from... So, high, Behemoth comes from, like, the eastern edge. There are some that are coming from the southern edge. And, like, kind of, like, in that... Like, they're... It's... Almost there's, as there's if big, we're there's surrounded. Big, there's, there's, and there's, a fam- there's a famous picture that I've seen where it shows, like, a giant mouth yeah. around the Just galaxy. Just look up the Tyranid Hive Mind. You'll find it. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I think it's, like, a site. Like, they, they paint a picture of, like, what a psyker has seen around the... Yeah. Or, yeah, this is, like, yeah, a picture. Like there, yeah, there it is right there. The, uh, yeah, it's the Hive Mind. Wait, the next image? This yeah. one right here? Yeah. It's the Hive Mind. Yeah, there it is, right there. Yeah, that's like that's a picture. Of it's said that the uh, the high fleets that have entered the galaxy are only are, the are only ones. scouts, and they've wiped out entire planets. planets. Like the first planet they ever wiped out was Tyran, or Tyran, depending on. Oh yeah, Tyran, whatever. Yeah, yeah and they and they. they that's why they're Tyranids. called the Tyranids or Tyranids, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Like yeah. It's a whole thing. It's it's crazy, and and it's it's considered that the Tyranids are going to be like it's either. But the thing is, they're current. There's uh, I think it's Behemoth is currently fighting on a planet with the orcs, and whoever comes becomes victorious out of that 
is going to mess up the rest of the galaxy. <laughs> Because, because, a full or- up, because a full orc uprising is never good for anybody. Yeah. Orcs get better, like, get stronger the more they fight, and Tyranids get, mm-hmm. like, better units the uh, the more things they fight because they fuel themselves on biomass. So orcs literally refer to them as the fighting bugs. And so now we head towards the final years of the 41st millennium called the Time of Ending. Where uh, he, Tau are, I think. I yeah, where smart. humanity really stands on the edge of extinction. And, and uh, I mean, like, it, the, the Imperium of Man is still big. It's still huge. Yeah, but, like, uh, worlds have to be retaken because they get ignored for too long. And most of the time they get blown up anyway, so. Yeah. So, even though it's a galaxy worth of worlds, there's still, like, worlds that, like, you probably don't want to blow up. It's a mm-hmm. whole thing. Uh, it's it's become grim dark. Yeah. So eventually, Robo Girly Man comes back with the with the help of the Yuanti, who are Eldar. Because mm-hmm. the Eldar and, are always scheming. Yeah, and Belisarius Call, who is the uh, big tech guy, <coughs> and they make armor. They have to kill him first in order to do that. It's a whole ordeal, but he comes back after the thirteenth Black Crusade. Shows up. He's like, I'm alive now, and I'm mm-hmm. the emperor of, I'm the current, like, lord. And this is supposed to be good for humanity, but I have I mean, it. it's not bad, because now they actually have a Primarch on their side, because uh, Chaos had been working with several Primarchs at this point. Mm-hmm. Still like, alive. Like, like, Chaos has Primarchs, and that's the problem. Yeah, so now we have a Primarch, and there's hints that some other Primarchs might come back. The most obvious being Lionel Johnson, just because he's asleep. They uh, everyone thinks Corvus Corax is might might come back. I mean, that's easy. He will probably come back, but it's not going to be it. It'd be interesting to see how uh, Rubute reacts to a demonized Corvus Corax, or uh, how, or a uh, oh, Gor- also Gor- or a Gor- or or a Conrad Kurz is dead because he kind of let himself die. He's edgy like that. Well, yeah, because he's like, I, I did it. All Every time I killed anybody, it was because of justice. And I see now that my I feel that I've done enough justice in this galaxy, and I deserve justice myself, so please he, and end me. And then an Imperial Assassin killed him. They were the only person to kill a Primarch that was not a demon or another Primarch. Mm-hmm. But, so that's kind of where, where we leave things off at. Yeah. For the intro, wasn't a lot, but it is a lot. Kinda. It is a lot, but there's a lot that happens, and there's yeah. th- this page is a million miles long. We might next time, I think, focus on um, some more faction-based stuff, like different uh, maybe guard regiments or uh, orcs or something like that. Less about the um, the whole history of Warhammer and more about the uh, specificity yeah more about like what these different things are so the Indominus Crusade just to end this Indominus Crusade is kind of like the the newest crusade going on right now it's the next great crusade yeah because Gork's uh, smile is currently oh oh, and Cadia Cadia is Cadia Cadia, yeah Katie uh, fell. Stephen 
And uh, the guard, uh, the planet broke before the guard did. Mm-hmm. That's something we'll talk about later. Yeah. Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2. All that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a good bit of fun. But it's exciting. I'm I hope that like we see some interesting stuff yeah. go along the way. We might talk some Warhammer Fantasy further down the line as oh, a yeah. party's requ- request. War, Warhammer Fantasy because you know it's always fun to do that. That's Great. that's uh, just to let you know, Chaos Gods and Fantasy are a lot weaker compared to Chaos Gods and 40k, just because they have they have to rely more on their champions. Yeah, that's mainly because it's a <coughs> just like a planet rather than an entire galaxy. Yeah. But anyway, so you want to end it there? What you want to end it there? Um, sure. All right. Well, it's been Corehammer. I am Philip, the host. I have no other co-host. And it's Whitten Hardy. So, uh, Y'all yeah. Y'all have a good one. Yeah.